0: Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Rob Gunther.
1: And I'm Carrie Donahue. It's Tuesday, September 13th, and we're here with you updating the news all day, every weekday.
0: Here's the latest. Twitter's former head of security, Peter Zatko, is testifying in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee today about his whistleblower complaint against the social network. Zatko likened the company to a door with no locks, saying that the lack of safeguards not only threatens millions of users— but even U.S. national security. It's
2: not far-fetched to say that employee inside the company could take over the accounts of all of the senators in this room.
0: Twitter has already dismissed Zako's expected testimony, saying it'll be, quote, riddled with inaccuracies. CEO Parag Agrawal was invited to attend, but Senator Chuck Grassley says he declined because of ongoing litigation with Elon Musk.
1: CNN and The New York Times are reporting that the Department of Justice has unleashed an onslaught of subpoenas to as many as 40 people in Trump's orbit related to its investigation into the January 6th insurrection. And it sees cell phones from two of the former president's top advisors, players linked to the so-called fake elector scheme meant to block Biden's victory in the Electoral College.
0: You know what they say, six times a charm, right? While some Republicans are scaling back their anti-abortion stances ahead of the midterms, Senator Lindsey Graham is introducing a bill today that would ban abortions after 15 weeks nationwide. He's proposed this type of ban five other times and every time it's failed. Republicans are already facing backlash against strict bans enacted in some states post-Roe. And Graham, who's not even up for re-election in November, does not have the filibuster-proof support in the Senate he'd need for this to move forward. Go figure.
1: Oh, mais non. French President Emmanuel Macron confirmed this morning that Jean-Luc Godard, the groundbreaking film director behind the New Wave movement, has died. He was 91. Godard got his start as a film critic before stepping behind the camera for his breakout movie Breathless in 1960. It broke all film norms, an improvised script, a constantly moving camera, and dramatic edits. The filmmaker continued to make genre-bending films like his 1965 Alphaville, a science fiction neo-noir. Godard is One of the most influential filmmakers of all time.
0: The monthly consumer price report from the Labor Department is out today. And despite plummeting gas prices, inflation was up slightly in August. 0.1% is the headline number here. But expectations were that the numbers would have continued to moderate after July's report showed a slowdown. Prices for things like food, rent, and utilities are still accelerating upward. This report will likely support the Federal Reserve's expected rate hike later this month
1: today and every day we're updating the refresh from insider as news happens so check back whenever you want to know the latest
0: coming up rebecca is out this week but she left us this segment about what it means that the u.s government is led by a group of mostly elderly politicians
1: More trouble at Peloton, two of its founders are leaving as the company tries to spin up its fortunes. John Foley and Hisao Kushi are making their exits at a time when its stock is down 90% from its January 2021 peak. In the last quarter, Peloton reported a net loss of $1.24 billion. Now the new board will be implementing a new strategy, including layoffs, price cuts, and making their programming compatible with competing products.
0: Flying home for Thanksgiving or Christmas is going to be even more expensive this year. With more demand as the pandemic subsides, but less capacity on airlines, prices are soaring. Fair tracker Hopper is reporting a nearly 30% hike in prices for Christmas weekend compared to 2019. That's because problems like staff and plane shortages haven't gone away. So a domestic round-trip ticket could set you back nearly 500 bucks. Your gift to your loved ones might just have to be, well, You. It wasn't
1: the smoothest of flights for one of Jeff Bezos' rockets on Monday. Not even a minute after its launch in Florida, the Blue Origin ship burst into flames and crashed back to Earth. Thankfully, no one was on board. But it was the same system used to fly actual passengers to the edge of space. Good news is, the crew capsule, full of experiments where people would have been, successfully ejected and was flung to safety. The FAA has grounded the rocket while it investigates.
0: TV's biggest stars, from Amanda Seyfried to Quinta Brunson, all came together for the Emmy Awards last night. The top prizes went to Succession, yay, for best drama series; Ted Lasso, hooray, for best comedy; and The White Lotus didn't see it yet for best limited series. But the most memorable speech of the night came when Abbott Elementary's Cheryl Lee Ralph won for best supporting actress in a comedy.
2: I am a woman.
0: There were no major upsets, no shocking moments, no slaps heard around the world, but there was a surprise appearance from the queen of TV, Oprah Winfrey. Oprah talked about what it takes to win the most coveted award in TV.
1: Every nominee, every Emmy nominee tonight has been knocked down at some point, but you got back up and that's why you're here. Football fans around the country let out a collective what-the-heck last night when the Denver Broncos absolutely blew it in the final minute of their 17-16 loss against the Seattle Seahawks. Rookie coach Nathaniel Hackett had a whole minute left in the game to score just one point for the win. Instead, Hackett let the clock run out. 40 seconds. Then he had his kicker go out there and try to score a 64-yard field goal. The league record is 66 yards, by the way. Not an easy kick. He missed.
3: It seems that every level of U.S. government, from Congress to the White House to the Supreme Court, is helmed by, well, really old people. You could even say that with all these leaders in their 70s and 80s, the U.S. has a gerontocracy. So, how is our country supposed to prepare for the future when the ruling elite doesn't reflect the youthful society it represents? Insider's Politics Team is launching an ongoing series today about what it really means for a democracy to be largely in the hands of people who won't be around to experience many of the policies they enact. Deputy Editor Dave Leventhal and Politics Correspondent Kimberly Leonard are both here to chat with us about it. So, Dave... You say that our government has become less reflective of our society in terms of age. Has it not always been this way?
2: It's always been this way, but the gap has grown larger and larger as the years and the decades have passed. So if you can consider that an American can vote at age 18, they're voting for a Congress right now that on the Senate side, the average age is about 63. On the House side, it's about 58. And effectively, since uh, World War II, this is the oldest Congress that we have had. And it's a Congress that is dealing with some incredibly youthful issues, if you will. Mm -hmm. Congress is very much at the vanguard of tech policy and civil rights and social issues and energy consumption, climate change, and... (laughs) It's a heck of a lot easier to say, hey, drill, baby, drill, when you're 80 or 85, and the stark reality is that you're not going to be around 50 years from now when the sea level may be rising, when the temperature may be two or three degrees on average higher than it is today, when storms are stronger, when wildfires are raging all over the country. So the generational disconnect plays in a very real way for those who have many, many decades in front of them and can see a future that they believe is grim. And that's very damning in a way to what they feel to be a gerontocracy that isn't representative of them.
3: Yeah. Kimberly, you've actually written about some of the ways the brain changes as it ages. So What are some of the key differences you've found between,
4: say, the brain of a 70-year-old and a 30-year-old? We can really start by saying that, first of all, everyone ages differently. Uh, There are certainly people who can achieve things in their 80s that some people even younger can't imagine achieving. But having said that, there are, generally speaking, changes that come with age. The brain actually starts shrinking, sorry to tell everyone, in your 30s. And then the acceleration of the brain shrinking begins in your 60s. So there are changes that happen that people you know, might be a little bit slower, might forget certain things on a day-to-day basis. That's a normal part of aging. When it becomes more of an issue in terms of your health is when you see a decline in cognitive functioning. And so because we don't have a lot of information about our elected officials, even our presidents, a lot of the sort of chatter about people's age is just speculation. Mm. And so that's what we're kind of left with. Kimberly, as a reporter, how did you go about covering this without falling into the trap of ageism? you know, in America, so much of the focus is on youth and on looking young and feeling young and acting young. And there isn't so much of an appreciation for getting older. And also, you know, at the end of the day, this comes down to the fact that people have a huge variety in how they age. And so it's really important not to make any assumptions. Um, and, There are also positives that come with aging and positives that come with being in Congress or in a place of leadership for so long. You know, there's often chatter about when you get older, you become more wise. You have the ability to see the other perspective a little bit better than when you were younger. You might have more patience. So a lot of the focus might be on the negative, but in talking to aging experts, they really try to underscore the positives that come with aging and the things to celebrate. Hmm. Dave, do
3: you ever see a world in which there's a mandatory retirement age for people in certain positions like say the Supreme Court?
2: So in the United States there's a mandatory retirement age for all sorts of different jobs. If you're a general in the army, if you're a commercial airline pilot for two examples. The one place where you don't have a mandatory retirement age where you also don't have term limits is in Congress if you get in Congress, it's very difficult to get you out of Congress. The power of incumbency is quite significant. So should we in the United States have a system in place where you don't have lawmakers just being able to stay as long as they want to? Should they be forced out because of term limits and only allowed to stay, say, 10 years, a dozen years, 15 years. It's a question that the country has grappled with. Democrats and Republicans at different points in time have been on the side of instituting term limits, although it's not something that we expect to see happen anytime at least this Congress or perhaps next Congress.
3: Well, I can't wait to dive into this series. So Kimberly, Dave, thank you so much for working on it and for chatting with us here at The Refresh. Thanks, Rebecca. Thanks so much. You can find their project called Red, White, and Gray at Insider.com. Make sure
1: to follow the Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. I'm Carrie Donahue.
0: And I'm Rob Guther. Talk to you soon.